Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 241. Hello out there, my name is Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not his BT Callaway. Uh, hi, hi. And joining us all the way from beautiful Los Angeles is Jack Picarn. Hey, everybody. Hey, man. How, how's things over in the sunny state? Is that what you call it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the Golden State. The Golden State. The, yeah. the Golden State. Golden State Warriors from Hangout uh, with Mr. Right. Cooper. Yeah. The gold <laughs> rush and shit. Named after the Golden State Killer, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been here for almost a year now, nine, hmm. ten months, and I still have yet to experience my first earthquake. And oh, yeah, right. every time like a truck goes by or something, is that it? Yeah, is, that- is, it? <laughs> <laughs> is this the time? They're like, you freaking earthquake virgin that's not it you'll know it exactly now today yeah because you're coming from the podcast worst episode ever as our fans will know where you yeah exclusively review the newer and crappier end of the simpsons uh but recently you went on a bit of a season 33 binge on your podcast because season 33 has got sort of a reputation as a bit of a turnaround season um Mm. how do you feel about that being on the other side of this season 33 binge do you agree with that statement or yeah, um, yeah, we did five episodes in a row from season 33, and mm-hmm. uh, most of them were chosen by our listeners, and I think they purposely picked out ones that were supposed to be the best of the best. I would say I would say it did feel better than anything beyond, let's say, season 20, the HD era. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it did feel consistently stronger. Not that much stronger. I, I wouldn't mm, yeah. go as far as to call it a full comeback. Uh, I would still take a, even like a season 12 or a season 13 uh, for the most part, over. but And me and Dan, the, the general conclusion we came to were they were better, and they mm. were taking more interesting chances. The storyers were stronger, and the, the character work was stronger, but they weren't necessarily funny. Mm. Yeah. Uh, call it a turn back, not a comeback. It's it's, it's <laughs> turned around, and it's looking back the way it came. It's like, mm, I could go back that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because, yeah, you reviewed things like Serious Flanders, and one we reviewed mm-hmm. the other day, Pixelated and Afraid, and, yeah, there's these ambitious stories that they're doing kind of brave storytelling things, especially for The Simpsons, but, yeah, you're right, the comedy is still lacking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I noticed uh, in the episode we're going to talk about shortly, I also it's something I keep wanting to remember while I'm covering an episode for the show. I want to try to actively look for this, but I I feel like the musical score has changed a lot, mm. especially because Alf Clausen's not there anymore. But yeah. there's less of it, and the nature mm-hmm. of it is less whimsical. And I, I feel like that takes some of the not, the, not the funniness, but the fun out of the show. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, we've commented a lot. Regular listeners will have be so familiar with this comment, <laughs> but just a lot of a lot of episodes are just silent now, and there's no transitional music or anything like that uh, because they fired their music guy. And kind of weird that they then don't have a massive bank of music to fall back on. You think they would. And yeah, some episodes just feel very vacant sometimes because there's nothing moving you from one to the next other than the visual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's sort of weird because it was a trend when Alf Clawson mm. was in their employ that, yeah, there was less transitional music and, yeah, like you're saying, less whimsical as well. And I thought that would have changed because they switched to Hans Zimmer's music mm. production company, Bleeding Fingers, I think it's called. But that's... Ble- bleeding Gums. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that style really hasn't changed much. And like, yeah, thought, okay, we're well, going to a big music production company that, yeah, mm. they have the time to dedicate to it rather than, yeah, just one guy. But yeah, it's 
Yeah, it hasn't changed for the better, unfortunately. Yeah, it yeah. feels a lot like yeah, they've hired, they've got Zimmer's company, but they're still only paying like twenty bucks, and so they're getting their monies, <laughs> they're getting what they paid for, basically. It's like no, 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 you, <laughs> you can't just hire the good people. You need to pay them enough to do something. Mm. Yeah, get them off their asses. And we know we know Zimmer can be whimsical. He he did True Romance. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the episode in question. We just watched Season 33, Episode 20, Marge the Meanie. First released in May of 2022, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, not to be confused with the Double Australian weatherman. weatherman. And it was So written- many people get that wrong. Oh, I know. That's what I thought. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the American Simpsons director or the Australian weatherman, the business of the brolly, as he would say. Anyway, yeah, and yeah. it was written by Megan Amram. In this episode, it's discovered that Marge used to be a bit of a prankster in high school. Mm. And she starts to connect with Bart over that. And in the B story, Homer tries to connect with Lisa over, like, tasty fake meat-free meat food. Anyway. Vegetarian crap. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guys, what do we think? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that we covered five season 33s, I said, uh, on our show. I would say this might be the least engaging of the five. If it's definitely mm. bottom two or three. Yeah. yeah. Look, the points are fine in this one, but it needs so many more passes of the script. It's just very weak sauce. Yeah. So in picking the episode for you today, Jack, I wanted to pick something from season 33, but a lot of sort of when people on social media and whatever are saying, oh, this is the Simpsons turning around. It's often mm. these more i mean headline grabbing episode premises that sort of high concept yeah exactly like a serious flanders or when they did the whole episode on it or some of the more ambitious treehouse of horrors that they're doing lately and i was like okay well let's try and find a more conventional simpsons episode Mm. you know and it's so unfortunate to me that this is like a decent premise that Mm. it just felt like it was so hollow in the end yeah, I mean, it doesn't fully become the Homer show, but despite having a really interesting premise for Marge, we find out that, you know, she transferred schools when she was younger and wasn't fitting in until she accidentally pranked the principal, and then naturally that becomes her thing because that's what's getting her a bit of popularity. That's interesting and fine. The connection with her and Bart then becomes really interesting, but we just don't spend enough time dwelling in that space and... Then we get a you know Homer B story, and neither of them really get anything out of it, and it's over. Mm. Yeah, I think the lack of endings for both. I, I honestly could have done without the Homer plot. I, I mean, it, it works as a mirror. The you know Homer Lisa Marge Barty. It works mm. on paper, but the <laughs> the lack of a strong re- resolution for either one. Uh, if they if they landed strong, it would have retroactively made the whole episode better for me. Yeah. Mm. But no, I think you're right, PT. It's just sort of, it all feels very first pass. And Mm. I don't know. And the Lisa story is like, feels like the writer's going, hey, people are using jackfruit as pulled pork. Isn't that weird? (laughs) And that's like all they had for it. Mm. Um, You guys have covered more, uh, more episodes than we have for sure. Maybe you can answer this. Maybe it's known and I don't know this. Has Lisa, is she officially now a vegan? Has she moved on from vegetarian or evolved from vegetarian? Um, they've never stated that. I so I, don't, I think vegan food is just weirder, and that's why they're going with it. Because otherwise, yeah, it'd yeah. be like, here's a egg and cheese sandwich with some mushrooms. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fine. So, but you have to be <laughs> exactly. like, no, it's kombucha and soy something, and the, I don't know, yeah, whatever else. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty far behind on the season thirty plus seasons. Like, 
I've seen everything from the first 30 years, but mm. for some reason, doing a Simpsons podcast made me less motivated to watch Simpsons on my downtime. <laughs> Who would have thought? I get it. <laughs> Not I. <laughs> so, yeah, I still haven't seen everything from the 30s, but no, I don't think it's kind of the point. I feel like they more often try to make Lisa skirt the line of vegetarianism. Like, they'll have her eat meat in a fantasy sequence, or they'll do that episode where she got into eating insects because insects aren't animals, apparently. Insects aren't people. Yeah. <laughs> Betraying the deal with Paul McCartney. How dare they? Yes. I, for one, welcome our new insect dinner. <laughs> Have you guys ever had like an insect meal? No, but my girlfriend has. She has eaten like scorpion and spider and a bunch of other weird shit. Ooh, like, oh, delicious. Dang. Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. I've eaten a cricket once before. It was a freeze dried cricket for another podcast. I'm not opposed to the idea. I was actually very much into using them as protein powder, but just because mm. I think the cattle industry is just destroying the planet. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a cheaper way of doing it. But now I've switched to, I'm excited about fake uh, vat meat, like bio lab meat, because mm. that way that way I can like still enjoy like a delicious filet mignon, but yeah. uh, not you know not feel bad about it. Yeah, I mean, as much as that probably will be a perfectly acceptable fine thing, I can't get my head out of uh, Better Off Ted, where they have the lab-grown <laughs> meat. And it's like, what does it taste like? Despair? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I almost forgot about that. What a good show. Yep, gone too soon. Um, but I have to rewind. Sorry, I ate a cricket for a podcast? Uh, yeah. We're, was that one of ours? Did we make you do that? Like <laughs> you us. did. You don't remember? Just eat it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was like a web series fun daily fundraiser for uh, a friend of mine and a guest of uh, both 90s percentile and worst episode ever. His name's Mike Diaz. He moved out here before I did. He's in LA now writing for, I want to say Magnum PI or Hawaii Five O, one of the Hawaiian uh, shows Hawaiian-based cop shows. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, there are just so many. <laughs> well, it's great because he he's a staff writer. He works out of the LA studio. You know, he drives to work every day. Mm. But on the weeks it's his episode, they fly him out and he gets to be on set. So it's a great gig. That's cool. But he was making this short film, and uh, they were doing fundraising, live streaming fundraising shows every day. And I, I forget how many donations me and Dan had to eat a cricket for people to donate. So we so we did mm-hmm. it, and then we found out that like the box was expired. So like I'm fine eating crickets, but ex- I don't even like you know if the bread is a day past its due date, I throw it out. Yeah, you know, let alone one of the twelve plagues. <laughs> expired crickets is such a weird, <laughs> ew, stale. <laughs> Just tastes like off milk. And like, yeah. <laughs> this tastes like grasshopper. <laughs> All right, let's hook into it's, the question. It's just not cricket. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you got to know what a crumpet is before you understand cricket. Um, <laughs> uh, deep cut TMNT reference there, Jack. For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Ooh, okay. Uh, there weren't really any moments that I was like, "Oh, I hate this." Uh, so mm. I, I can't say there were any like terrible cringe moments. Um, I'm sure there was a uh, the comic book scene at the Androids Dungeon. Mm-hmm. There were uh, a lot of parallel imports, uh, yep. yeah. uh, which we, we on our those. show, we, uh, we what we do is we, we steal your ideas and then make them dumber. So we call them pal ports. <laughs> uh, but there were a lot of comic pal ports. Uh, and it's now that I watched the show, when I moved out to LA, I finally got a, a big 4K TV and I noticed so much more stuff in all of the shows I mm. watch now. They brought back one of my favorite gags. I can't remember from what episode it is, but it's a comic and it's Watchmen Babies. Uh, oh, it's yeah. like Muppet Baby versions of the Watchmen yeah, characters, yeah. and it's in V for Vacation. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I really appreciated seeing that again. But then they also had Swatchman, which is not as good. No. Swatchman? Yeah, like the brand Swatch. The brand Swatch, yeah. So they're just the Watchmen with actual watches? Yeah. With like a specific yeah, exactly. brand. Of, yeah, that's... <laughs> Why parody again when you've already got Watchmen babies? Yeah, yeah you don't, you're, you're already peaked. Um, they had yeah. Boo Boo Fett, as in Boo Boo from Yogi Bear, but, but as Boba okay. Fett, which uh, I'll take funny. it because it's, it's funny. Yeah. And then they had a Dr. Shapiro comic, and I thought that was mm-hmm. very funny because it was just a random like podiatrist, but then I realized it's probably a Dr. Strange import. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the idea of like, what, oh, the new issue of Dr. Shapiro is out this week. Uh, so that got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Marge's weird fantasy there with um, the the Palport Superman that was, and then the Uber Ombre and then the yeah Scarlet big Pimpernel. foppish dandy or whatever it is. Scarlet Pimpernel. Yeah, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, they've had a good Scarlet Pimpernel joke on the show before. My, I forget. Maybe it was the Mask of Zorro, the Zorro yeah, movie yeah. they went he's to. He goes to cut a Z into her dress and there's an SP there and he's like, <gasps> we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, this stopped. The, this might be the joke that stopped the episode dead for me. I was like, oh, mm. come on. It just kept going. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there are a few of those moments in this like, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the first bite was fine. It's like, oh, are you Superman? Uh, for copyright reasons, I am not. Like, mm. that was enough. And then they kept exactly. adding stuff. Uh, wait, there was one. I, I, I want to correct myself. There was one other one that stopped the episode dead for me mm-hmm. and was awful. And, uh, Oh, it was the Avatar discussion. Yeah. They just started yeah. talking about Avatar 2. Yeah. Which hadn't come out yet. Which, like, I can't tell what angle they're taking on this because that's also a Disney property. So while, like, the joke should be, it's like, he keeps saying it's going to come out, it's never going to come out. It also has the veneer of, like, get your tickets now because it's going to be soon. And, like, a, a genuine, oh. this is this is the zeit. I, I feel like it's meant to be parody. Is like, oh, yeah, no one really cares. But, you know, obviously Marge is hyped for it for some reason, and that's the joke. But I can't also help but feel like, remember, kids, this is also a thing. Look for it in cinemas next year. Mm. I, yeah, you're right. It could be that. And, and she also says something about the, the, the line that precedes the whole thing is how, oh, I haven't ha- had a connection with Bart like this since the first Avatar movie. Uh, and I did the math and I realized, right, like, even as of season 33, but definitely as of now, Bart wouldn't even be alive when the first oh, yeah. Avatar came out, <laughs> which is just, you know, I mean, this is uh, something we all have to deal with. I'm yeah. Homer's age now, but it's just weird to think Never of. Never like, try and calculate. <laughs> yeah, no. Never try and figure out time in The Simpsons. It no. doesn't work. Because if, if Homer's my age, that <laughs> he's going on dates with Marge to see like Shallow Hal and Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. It, it's just, uh, no, no. Well, I was even thinking about that. Yeah, all the flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, that would have taken place in the mid to late 90s where Marge was in middle oh, school, yeah. as we know. <laughs> yeah. But again, at least they didn't dwell too much on what era it was when they do the flashbacks. So it can kind of be yeah. copy-pasted into whatever decade you need. No, absolutely. But what's, um, so- what's stuck it out to me, for better or worse? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Way to go yeah, ahead we're of about me. To do. It's like you know the yeah, show well, or something. Uh, I'm going to do two because I want to you know, mention the high points. It's maybe a bit of a condemnation that the funniest part in this was the Ralph line where he's like, I want a Batman comic. He's like, okay, which one? Silver Age, you know, classic, modern era. <laughs> and he's like, I want the one where bat- the Batman that eats lasagna. And that just got me really hard. <laughs> I don't know why. But the idea of him somehow confusing Batman with Garfield <laughs> yeah. got me quite well. 
No, I could do that. Bit of a uh, hate Mondays. I hate Mondays, <laughs> but I'm the I'm the I'm the lasagna cat this world needs. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing I really kind of want to mo- note note in the negative was something I feel is very you know they're talking about oh the Simpsons has turned a corner and it's good again except there's this whole bit where they run the intro sequence backwards over the end credits. Yeah. Like, they have their final end credits scene with Marge writing letters to all the people she's wronged. Okay, that's fine. But then for some reason, in the last few minutes, they just run the intro backwards. And there's no joke. There's no, you don't get to the beginning and it's, you know, something written, something there. Well, the chalkboard gag that Bart writes is, I will not violate the law of entropy. Yeah, even that's not really, doesn't really have anything to do with going backwards. It just feels like they were like, okay, we have... A minute of dead air, guys. What do we do? We're like, oh shit, we got to add something. Uh, just run the credits backwards. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, you don't have to fill every fucking <laughs> second with something. It's like, and this is something from you know, like the late teens era that we've noted, where it's just they just pack in everything and nothing gets cut because it's all gold. And it's like, no, no, you're just oversaturating yourself. And this is not here for a purpose. It's not a joke. It doesn't do anything. It means nothing. It's just filling space that you don't need filled because it's the credits. Just go yeah, to the theme yeah. tune and then go, Shh, <laughs> we don't need anything there. And it's just, it's very indicative of what's wrong with a lot of this era where they feel the need to pack every single second and every single frame with something, not for the better, but solely to say, oh, look, the audience is going to be bored if we don't have something here. It's like, no, we're not. We're watching your episode. Just <laughs> do the episode. There's, I have two thoughts one, maybe it's Marge, like their their idea of like Marge is pulling a prank on the audience. She's playing the, the theme, ba- the <laughs> intro backwards, which is awful. My other thought that it came, popped up in my head while you when you mentioned it was backwards, did this episode come out when Tenet was coming out? I wonder if it's like a weird, understated Tenet parody. Um, uh, I think this was after because this was yeah May of last year and Tenet was a lockdown movie I remember yeah 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 because yeah, we all watch it on our phones yeah 2020 because yeah. even then there's no connection other than going in reverse but that's not yeah and it's like not something thing. they set up at the start because we did like the Simpsons and then straight into couch gag it, mm. it wasn't like something that was set up right, like here's a bunch right. of gags that'll work in reverse later it was yeah. just yeah, it felt exactly like you said, Beach. They just they didn't have anything animated, so they just rolled this yeah. backwards. But they also so weird. didn't need anything. <laughs> no. Just roll the credits. You have credits. That's the thing you do now. If I run out of things to say, though, uh, mm. and you guys need to fill you know, 10, 15 yeah. minutes, feel free to run <laughs> yeah. my introduction backwards at the end of the show. Yes, yes, yes. Angelus, boss. I don't know. Doing things backwards, that's a bit hacky, as if you never do that. <laughs> Especially for the entire run of a, you know, Emmy-nominated show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what stands out to me? Um, I actually kind of thought this intro with the whole old people's shuffleboard game was really cute, and like, I mm. know Simpsons generally have a first act fuck you, and it's just, I don't know, I wish there was more to this thing. Yeah, it was a lot of whiteboard writing with like, okay, what's some wacky things we can have them do? Ah, uh, have them do lines of fiber or like it's cocaine. Was like, mm, that okay. was one of the things that really stood out to me actually is because, yeah, usually Simpsons, when they do like a cocaine or meth joke or something like that, mm. they get up to the very last second of when they're about to consume it and then they cut away. That, mm. you know, I know they were only snorting fiber, but to actually show them in the act of snorting it, I thought it was, yeah. oh, 
Okay. They we've, did turned, we've turned a corner. Yeah. I was shocked uh, when we covered uh, series Flanders. Uh, the you you don't quite see it in frame, but you see ev- everything around it. Uh, Flanders' grandfather does snort cocaine. Yeah, or, right. uh, on screen, uh, mm. an actual cocaine, not not fiber or, uh, or Christian <laughs> powder or whatever. The yeah. uh, the old folks home. I agree. I liked I liked the wholesomeness of it. Um, there mm. was a great background gag I liked, which I would not have gotten three weeks ago. But I'd, since then, I've started watching Ted Lasso. In Ted Lasso, he has a believe sign in the locker room that the, all the players tap before a game. Uh, and it's a very mm. like a noticeable blue and yellow sign. And they had that sign, but instead of believe, it said Aleve, the uh, pain medication uh, for oh. joints. And, and um, so I like that joke. And then they did a full-on Friday Night Lights, the TV show parody, which was like 16 years ago. And even then, it wasn't very zeitgeisty. But they did mm. uh, Cloudy Eyes, Functioning Hearts, Can't Lose. Uh, which is that a parody? And then they played actual Friday uh, explosions in the sky music, which was like uh, the main theme of Friday Night Lights. It was so weird. Right. I keep hearing about this show. I just at the time, oh, it just, it's fantastic! It's yeah, fantastic. It just didn't even about American my- football, Elliot. You like football, especially <laughs> yeah. American football. <laughs> oh, it's just like Australian football, except it takes longer. Sounds great. <laughs> hey, I watched Ted Lasso, and I have no idea how soccer works. So. Yeah, true. Same. I do love that show. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I didn't notice the belief sign though. But um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did like the background gag as well, where Grandpa's saying all the things that the other retirement home have better, and it's like, oh, and they've got name brand applesauce, and he's just holding up a jar of like generic applesauce, uh, white yeah. background, black test that just says applesauce with a question mark. Very. Good I did show. like the question mark. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I quite like the very opening where he walks in on Jasper, who's just like. Brushing his beer, going four ninety eight, four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, like okay, I like the idea. That's what Jasper is doing with his spare time, just combing <laughs> that beard. Yeah, yeah, and even pouring the Metamucil on Grandpa when they won. It's just, I, I don't know. I kind of wish it was kicking off a different plot there. Oh, like, that hmm. was Metamucil. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. I was. I thought. It, I thought it was Gatorade mix, like the powder. They forgot yeah, to add sure. the water. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't. I guess because they're kind of dehydrated looking old people. I, I didn't quite get it. That made the Metamucil mm. makes much more sense. Yeah, but yeah, it's all just sort of there to kick off putting Marge's old principal in a place where she'll be. And but uh, yeah, how do we think that aspect of the plot worked anyway? With the old principal that Marge uh, traumatized and ruined her life, apparently. To kick off the whole plot, she's not in it a whole lot. Mm. So, uh, there's more to be done there. I mean, we could really stay much more Marge focused on this episode, but we we don't. Yeah, we're we're talking about how this story is is it's a good premise and it's just not really fleshed out. And that would have been a very easy way to flesh it out is yep. is build it on the dynamic and relationship between her and uh, and the principal. It, yeah. it culminates with her trying to apologize and then killing her. And then it turns out it was to teach Bart a lesson. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like all that could have been there, but there should have also been a genuine scene where the two of them come to terms. You're like, you know, maybe if you were yeah. better, you know, maybe that, this was the, why I was acting out. This is why I was doing all that. You know, something, some kind of arc. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of don't blame Marge in a way because yeah, she was initially dismissive and not doing anything about Marge getting bullied. So mm. she kind of had a coming. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And um, I will say there's a line that kind of kicked to kick the plot off, which just feels so very 
exposition-y where Lisa just goes, Mom, what don't we know about you? Mm. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the wackiness of this episode? You know, big prank fest and Marge hooking a flag hook up to a woman's shirt to reveal her bra strap. Oh my God, wacky pranks. Anyway, <laughs> how, do we, how do we think the cartoony moments of this episode landed? Uh, I did write down birds carry burns, which is just a fun sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burns steals their eggs, they fly him into a lake. Yeah, the button on that joke, though, yeah, blinky surfaces and he just goes, what are you looking at? It's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's such a lame finish. Um, speaking of burns, one of Marge's quote-unquote pranks is she just rips off her pearl necklace and just... Mm throws the beads at Burns and trips him, and yeah. then he has, like, a meet Joe Black, gets hit by a dozen cars. Mm. Uh, that's not a prank. Just tri- that's just yeah. tripping somebody. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, thinking, surprisingly uncreative, given, like, one of the strengths of this episode, I can say, is, like, yeah, some of the pranks were genuinely funny and, like, prank-like. And, yeah, you're yeah. right. That's not a prank. And, yeah, you've just ruined your precious pearls, Marge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she has a whole ball of them, but still. still. <laughs> and, yeah, especially with that ending with Burns just, yeah, getting hit by multiple cars and then in the electrical wires. It's just, it's such a placeholder idea. Mm. Like, what was the best version of that prank that she was expecting? And it felt so, like, <laughs> laid He'll on. fall safely into that pile of grass or whatever. So. How did you know this? Like, Yeah, you didn't sit there planning the <laughs> physics of it all. You just <laughs> threw beads. Yeah. No, pretty lame shit. Plus, he's old. He's very old. If, uh, if I fall, yeah. even if I fell in the grass, I would probably not be okay. Oh, yeah. dude, uh, tripped up the stairs the other day absolutely fucked my knees up and ruined oh, ruined no. my day yep i used to yeah be able to just cry for a minute and then yeah walk off a skinned <laughs> knee now yep. it's yeah all right cancel my plans yeah no amount of kissing is gonna cure that boo-boo <laughs> yeah i need a cup of tea and a lie down now mm-hmm. <laughs> and panadol and hooray for 30s <laughs> um was there any other wackiness that stood out to y'all oh uh, yeah uh wiggum's murdered some people thinking they were zombies Oh, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Wiggum Luke Corner, another thing that we stole from you. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it comes yeah, from. It, although most, wi- most Wiggum Luke Corners don't involve Wiggum admir- admitting double murder. Yeah. <laughs> double homicide. Yeah. All right. At minimum, yeah, double might have been even more. He says Wilson's um, plural, but we don't know how many that was. Yeah. <laughs> I like this wacky joke uh, where this, uh, it was also Wiggum, where they say they're going to bury her with all the uh, Blue Man group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's more dead members than you think, and they've all died in hilarious ways. And the hilarious yeah. <laughs> ways got me. No, that got me as well because, like, I saw the Blue Man Group in Vegas a few years ago, and to my shock and horror, there are multiple Blue Men Group. Like, yes, <laughs> no, but, it's the Blue Man Group, not a Blue Man. I refuse to believe this. <laughs> yeah, at, at the time of seeing them, there were five other Blue Men Group. Uh, it, that's the plural of Blue Man Group, right? Blue Men Group. Anyway, <laughs> Blue touring group, around yeah. the yeah, <laughs> Blues Men's Groupses. Yeah, have you guys ever seen the Blue Man Group live? Uh, no, I know, I know. It is still quite a show, even if you don't know which, you know, man you're getting, the original or not. Mm. But <laughs> at the show I saw, we decided to get tickets in the splash zone. You know, you get your souvenir. Blue Man Group Poncho at the start of the show. And they do this bit where they, like, explode a, a big thing of jelly or jello mm-hmm. on stage. And something malfunctioned with it where the jelly didn't explode. It stayed in one whole bit and then just launched straight into my chest. No, <laughs> no joke. Like Blue Man Group almost made me faint. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got hit by a, how big of a wad of Jello are we talking? Um, honestly, 
like about half the size of my head and i've already got a pretty huge head and <laughs> but it was like it because uh, you listening at home he does in fact have quite a large head yeah <laughs> think of a head it's bigger than that but it, it wasn't like the consistency of standard jelly like it was a bit thicker mm. like what i imagine ballistics gel feels like because yeah <laughs> i leaned over just to touch it afterwards it's like so it wasn't like oh, actual man. jelly but like yeah <laughs> Thank God there weren't bananas in there. No. Yeah. Frozen bananas. You could have been dead. <laughs> you at least get a t-shirt that said, I got fragged by Jello at Blue Man Group, and all I got was this t-shirt and a lawsuit. Yes, I did. Oh, nice. Did the lawsuit fit? <laughs> Better than the t-shirt. The, yeah, one other joke I wanted to point out, because I did like it. Homer's whole plot is he's, he's upset that the kids don't take anything after from him. And yeah. um, Lisa says something about chromosomes and genetics. And then Homer mm. goes, uh, the only word in that sentence I understood was allele. And I, it, like while he's saying the joke, I was expecting a standard like, I, you know, I didn't understand anything. And the fact that the one word he understood was allele, which is, you know, a part of the chromosome or whatever. I thought that mm. was very funny. Uh, and then they follow that with several like Mendel peas jokes. Mendel was the monk yeah. that like discovered genetics through pea plants and pea characteristics, and right. like, there was one quarter yellow peas with the green peas. I liked it. I appreciated it, but the allele joke made me laugh out loud. Yeah, that yeah. one I was confused. I was like, yeah, this is something that they're making a specific yeah. reference. That yeah, not- it was enough for me to go, <laughs> I know you're referencing something, but I don't know what it is. It was all uh, covered I'm, in yeah. Friday Night Lights, guys. If you would just go back <laughs> and watch. <laughs> they go into a whole genetics thing there. Um, <laughs> now, a bit with that sequence that kind of bugged me, though, is, you know, Homer's like, oh, Bart doesn't take after me. I thought he was the one who took after me. And then he looks at Lisa and is like, oh, Lisa doesn't take after me either. And neither does Maggie. Oh, and then he goes to Moe's to drink. And then at Moe's, he's like... Lisa takes after me. And it's like, yeah. what? No, you just came here because she doesn't. Like, I feel like it should have been a bit more oblivious where he's like, ha ha, Marge is doing pranks just like Bart. And then he's at the bar and one of the barflies mentions to him, ah, so none of the kids take after you. And he's like, oh, no, Lisa d- does, definitely. Mm. And have that kind of, because it was just weird to have him be, I'm sad none of the kids take after me. Lisa takes after me within one scene difference. Yeah. 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 No, the logic didn't work. So how about the heart of this episode? You know, we're talking about the parents trying to bond with their kids. How do you think they landed the emotional moments in this episode? But Marge stuff worked reasonably well. I do quite like the bit where the prank with Burns goes wrong, and so Bart runs away and he shouts, I've never felt closer to you, while running away. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good, because he's, you know, emotionally there, but physically he doesn't want the trouble. Yeah, but then that didn't lead to anything in, like, March, like, hey, you ditched me, and then I got in trouble, or something like that, you know? She did also completely do it entirely herself. Like, Bart wasn't even egging her on at this point. Mm. He was just there. But again, that could have been a thing where she was like, oh, I did it to impress. She was like, I didn't tell you to do that. That's basically assault, yeah. mother. It needed it needed exactly that because honestly, Bart didn't really add much to, if the, if the premise wasn't Marge and Bart Bond over their love of pranking, if the episode was just Marge rediscovers her love of pranking, uh, mm. this episode, there's really no difference between the two of those. Those should be two completely different mm. uh, for the yep. most part, or at least a different second act. But what about the Homer Lisa stuff? Like, uh, it doesn't even warrant mentioning because it's just of such little substance. It just felt like mm. they are listing a bunch of like vegan substitutes for food these days, and that is not content. Yeah, and Homer's just like, oh, no, I love this, sweetie. Yeah. And we're like, okay, but what are we doing with this? And then they both had the same allergies, which is 
something, I guess. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's not nothing. It's somewhere between something and nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know. I just didn't feel the heart coming off any of this or like Homer even pretending to try. Like, mm. I don't feel like that came across because like he was complaining about this pretty much from the second this started. Like, because well, yeah. yeah, it would have been nice if, you know, because Lisa's last line is uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry you inherited all these allergies from me. And she's like, oh, dad, I also inherited your big heart. If the kind of point had been he's pretending to like these things just to spend time with her and that's the sacrifice he's making and that is an example of him having a big heart. But that's not really what happens. He kind of does it, but not. they don't lean into it enough for that to be the payoff. Mm. And it's kind of already there. It's just not, they're not leaning on that aspect enough. No, the line comes off completely random, uh, even yeah. if there is some setup here and there. It, the whole plot, mm. it just, I feel like we've seen every aspect of yeah. this plot in three or four other classic Homer Lisa episodes. Yeah, I did write down very early, okay, so this is simple Simpson, the pie man, except with Marge. Or even Prank Monkey, mm. but with... Yeah. Know, yeah. Which, fine, but... Eh. Well, and I mean, Homer trying to meet Lisa on her level, like, out of, like, a sense of desperation to feel close to his children, like, mm. I feel like that is kind of an evergreen storyline, pardon the Simpsons pun. Yeah. And that... Yeah, there was just nothing to this. It was just, yeah, three scenes of Homer complaining about vegan food. Which, yeah. again, doesn't even need to be vegan. It could, it can have cheese. Actually, yeah, come to think of when she's having the... He's like, oh, is that pulled pork with cheese? Like, no, it's whatever it was with kale. Cashew like, butter. No, yeah. yeah, cashew butter. It's like, no, no, it could be cheese. Mm. You can do that. It's fine. <laughs> because, yeah, vegetarian foods aren't funny anymore. Mm. <laughs> Especially when some of this tasty fake stuff is so good. Like, we've got mm. this restaurant around here uh, called Soul Burger, and they have a duck burger, and I swear it has to be duck. There's no way this is not duck. Like, <laughs> it's Duke. It's wild what they can do with that shit these days. But, mm. yeah, like you were saying before, you're right. They still haven't mastered the fake filet mignon yet. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get there, though. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brave new future. Way of the future. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, <laughs> did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this the show we know and love? I don't think there's any integrity breaks, but it definitely feels like a latter-day Simpsons. Yeah, not, agreed. Not as egregious it, as your teens, but... It feels more like a latter-day or, you know, season, say, 25 feels more like that than yeah. a lot of the other season 33s did because it wasn't high concept. Yeah. It was almost nice to have a regular Simpsons episode again. It's, you know, it's a shame it was this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man, it sounded like such an interesting premise just from the, the synopsis as well. And yeah, I feel like this is fine for Marge's character to do this a bit retroactively, you know. Like, I don't think it's out of character particularly, Especially for this middle school period, which we've never really seen before. I need clarification on that. What is middle school? What? How old are you during that time? Because like our primary, our first school is like K to six, and then then we go to high school, which is like years seven to twelve. Yeah. So for the United States, uh, of course, uh, every state is different and confusing. Mm. You know, when I went to college, oh, cool. uh, people were my year, but were a year older, a year younger. Dan, you know, I met Dan, my my podcast partner, in high school. But he's a year younger than me because he, he skipped preschool or something. Uh, anyway, for me in New York, for public schools, elementary school is K through five. And then middle school is junior high, six, seven, eight. Oh, okay. Uh, and then high school is nine through 12. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's your preteens, your, your 12, 13, and then I guess. 14. Yeah, like, like your tweens, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a question though. I was trying to, when during the middle school scenes, I was trying to see if any of the other students were the tween versions of Springfielders that we know, Springfieldians, mm. because uh, that's usually something they do in these flashbacks. And I couldn't yeah. really notice anybody. There was this yeah. guy that had a bunch of lines with an ACDC shirt and glasses. And I was like, is that comic book guy? And I was like, is that Martin's dad? It was very, they were, I don't know. None of them seemed to be anybody. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And that's when it got mm. me thinking about, are they trying to make us think this is a particular timeline? And like, hmm. And yeah, ACDC, popular 90s band. Um. I'm guessing <laughs> the point there is that she's probably gone from, you know, the school where we would have all those references right. because we need no one to remember this about her. Mm. So yeah, it's got to be true. a different school where, yeah, no one knows these yeah. things, which sticking to the story continuity more than I would thought. So good yeah, on that's them for true. That. Um, yeah, I guess because it's the, the other side of the track school, which there was one character that kind of looked like Brandine, and I was like, is that Brandine? Mm. But uh, I don't even know if Brandine went to school. But I mean, that would be a fair enough, because Marge and Brandine famously do not hang out enough. Uh, season 34 episode, perhaps? <laughs> I actually did see one of the previous episode descriptions was Cletus gets upset when he finds out Brandine is well-read, and I was like... Oh, no. That's an entire... Well, I mean, to be fair, the, is that a Disney Plus description? Yes. Because they are infamously bad. <laughs> they are horrible. <laughs> uh, so just before we move on from the heart entirely, the final button of this where, you know... Bart and Marge hug and they put a sign on each other. Simpsons did it's, it. It's a, well, it's a big missed <laughs> opportunity because, you know, hers says the end and then the one on his back says it never ends. It's like, yeah. but in the context of the story, that doesn't make sense. Like in the certain <laughs> terms of the episode, sure, it's the end of the episode, but like why put the end on someone on Marge's back? What's the point? And it should have been prank me and on the back of him is prank me as well they both did the same prank to each other because oh. that at least shows oh you know they've, they've still got this bit in common but instead it's a reference to the fact that it's the end of the episode and the fact that the simpsons will never end because they'll just ai their voices and we'll just move into that future after all the cast are dead and elliot and i will be the last <laughs> people on earth four thousand years old and still <laughs> reviewing the show uh, we'll get chat BT, gpt to do it <laughs> i will develop a new ai chat bt <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I think you said chappy like like the Neil Blomkamp movie. I thought you, you wanted like a chat GPT, but like Charlotte Tolkopi is uh, doing the voice. Like, no, I don't want that. The the, the end, maybe it's because it's her butt. I don't, it's, that's I don't, her end. But then uh, it never ends. Oh, this is never his butt. I don't know. <laughs> no, but it almost feels like a joke written by AI, like given that, yeah, they could have fed the Simpsons episode and they're like, mm. yeah, we'll take out this ending from Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song and redo it here. Mm. But like more AI feeling. Yeah. Uh, but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Uh, no. I'm not going to watch it on purpose. Mm. Well, I hope not to watch it again because I watched it last night and then I woke up this morning <laughs> feeling like I couldn't remember the episode, so I watched it again. <laughs> yeah. That's quite enough oh, for it's me. It's going to slip right through the brain, much like the yeah. oiled up soda can slips through comic book guys' hands. Yeah, that was, that was a decent <laughs> was, enough prank. It was okay. But uh, yeah, it's going to slip through my brain. I will, uh, I will have to watch it again at some point for my show with Dan. I probably won't have to pretend I've never seen it before. I'm sure I will forget 95% mm. of it. I forget <laughs> episodes we've covered on, on, on our yeah. show two weeks ago. Oh, dude, we used to do this bit where we were like, oh, here's some other episodes that got this ranking, but I had to cut it because it just turned into me going, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> yep. that either. What the hell is this one? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's become a staple of our show. 
Well, especially, yeah, with the rankings, like, and yeah. having to decide between, you know, where it falls in line with an episode you can't remember. Yeah, I feel for you there. <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to change? Jack, how would you uh, like to punch up this episode? I think, I mean, I was almost expecting this to happen. So Marge's pranking is shown as, you know, like Pie Man, like you said. Uh, it's shown as a, a vindictive, uh, these people are getting their comeuppance. They deserve this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, for the, Helen is in the supermarket and just straight up poor shaming Marge and like for no reason, just coming at her hard. And uh, Mr. Burns is obviously awful. And I was waiting for Marge to realize that I was, well, for, for the one thing, I was like waiting for her to just say something like, hey, don't be, why, why are you being so mean? Why, why, uh, oh, it was uh, mm. the comic book guy. Why are you being so mean to these kids? I was, I was like, oh, she's about to say something. And then I realized, oh, no, this is how they're going to do the prank stuff. But I was hoping she would learn the lesson. Like, yeah, sometimes people are jerks. Uh, when mm. you Don't prank them, but actually confront them and call them out. So maybe they'll be, you know, be nice. And then she would have to teach that to Bart. So the, mm. the prank they play on Bart at the end with by faking the death of the principal, that would have been yeah. to teach Bart that pranks are not good and that, they, oh, we actually had a heart-to-heart and sorted it all yeah. out. And, you know, it's better to be direct. But some people are just jerks. Yeah, <laughs> the pranks may be fun, but they don't change anything. Yeah, it's a, imagine if somebody had taught that lesson to, we were talking about him before the show, uh, Hinckley Jr., who uh, tried to pull a prank on on President Reagan by shooting him several times in the, in, yeah. in the abdomen? Like, no, no, uh, what you know, about don't you, you get it? <laughs> just have a nice heart to heart with him. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of a bullet to heart. I would love if after shooting him, they tackle him to the ground. The Secret Service had got him arrested, and he's just busy going, "Don't you get it? It's comedy." Oh my <laughs> god! Oh. You can't tell any jokes these days. If you just go not nah, at the end of a crime, you don't legally they can't yeah, arrest. It's like, you. oh, okay, it was it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, all these PC liberals these days, they just don't get it anymore. (laughs) Ruining the country, ruining the world. Mm -hmm. How about you, BT? What would you like to change? I mean, I already covered it. Uh, Stick more with Marge. And I like the idea that in her memory, it was only ever, you know, people who deserved it. And then it's kind of revealed that, no, you kind of started that way, but expanded out. And she's kind of doing it again. And then I also like the idea of her realizing, oh, this is why I changed, because pranking people doesn't resolve anything. It's fun, but they're still jerks. And usually they're more jerks to you now because they're mad at you. So, you know, actually talking to people and having a heart to heart is what works, because that's very Marge now. And I like that gets us from who she used to be to who she is now. And then that's the lesson for Bart. Mm. That's a storyline. That's great. I love that. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Um but they can't retcon this, can they? I mean, they can just pull the episode, rewrite it with our help and paying us a vast fortune. It, it would be funny if they do a Camp Crustier uh, in 20 yeah. years, but for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Marge the Meaniest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, this was clearly like Marge the Meanie. It's, what, what is that title? It could have been Blue Meanie, a reference to Yellow Submarine ah. back when The Simpsons used to make Beatles references. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. But no. Now they make references to modern bands like ACDC. Mm. Still going strong in their wheelchairs. Um, and yeah, what I'd like to change, BT, you were talking before about like the inconsistency with Homer and like how he just sort of decides that Lisa takes after him in the bar. Mm. He has a similar thing where when him and Marge are chatting in the bedroom and he's saying that, yeah, Marge can't do pranks. I do pranks. We can't have two me's in the house. And it's like, okay, well, you've tapped into that. Like, 
maybe instead of this whole stupid vegan food thing that Homer mm. can be jealous of Marge and Bart doing pranks when pranking was his yeah. thing. And then he tries to do I'm it. I'm the with... fun dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, yeah, tries to do it with Lisa. <laughs> yeah, tries to do it with Lisa and it comes off a bit lame. At least that can lead to standard, you know, B story comedy, like mm. where it doesn't yes. have to be any more than like three separate jokes to, yeah, enhance the A. Mm. I agree. I did like that line though, where he goes, We can't have two of me in this marriage. One of me is enough for three of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a good line. I enjoyed that. All right, I think we are here. It's time for everyone's final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Go. <laughs> Jack, do you have any final notes about this episode you want to mention before we rank it? When the principal is looking at Marge, Homer goes, maybe it's just because you're a senior home 10, which uh, mm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, one of the other few uh, laugh out loud moments for me is when the principal gets on the bus and she says, uh, mm. I never want to see you again. And then the bus immediately stops and gets caught behind a railroad crossing uh, yeah. and a long yeah. train going by. Uh, I appreciated that. Oh, all my notes are from this one scene. When the old lady is watching her from afar during the, the shuffleboard scenes and then March is like, that lady keeps staring at me. For a split second, I thought maybe that it was an old future version of Marge and that we were going to get a weird <laughs> sci-fi episode. Oh, I've no. come to warn you. What a twist. It turned into a high concept episode after all. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Marge my, the future. <laughs> my last note is uh, I did appreciate when Homer gets mad at Bart while he's in the bedroom. Instead of choking Bart, since they're in two separate rooms, he just pounds on the, the wall and knocks the yeah. books off the bookshelf and hits Bart that way. Then Bart does it back to him. It's a little extra beat for me, but uh, mm. uh, since we're talking vegan, uh, it was extra beat. But mm. uh, I did uh, I did like that Homer hitting Bart that way. <laughs> that took me way too long to <laughs> click that. that was I, was, I was like, it, uh, did that joke land or is it at the lag between our calls? <laughs> uh, and we, we get beetroot in Australia. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. We love our beets here. <laughs> oh, do we ever. Uh, BT, speaking of beats. Speaking of beats. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I call you Beach all the time and not beats. That's like the proper abbreviation of BT. Do you want me to start we doing that? We got beats. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you don't get to pick your own nickname. It just happens. So if that's if that takes off, then that's what we're doing. I did that once <laughs> successfully. I, I got my nephew no, really. and niece to call me Tio. Um, yeah, but they're young and impressionable. I can't suggest that to you constantly until you start doing it. You just either do it or you don't. I might not be young, but I'm very impressionable. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have True. final notes? I do indeed. Um, a bit of a... <clears throat> let me just dust off this one. Jordan Zanel, Oh, the Jordan Zanel corner. I know, it's been a while. I got some dust in this corner, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> so when Marge is getting bullied, they push her into a locker, and she's clearly about half the size of the locker. But when they push her in and close the door, her hair is coming out the top of the locker, and it's like, she's not that tall, and neither is her hair. <laughs> so how did that happen? Physics? A wizard? I don't know. I don't mind the wackiness of her <laughs> hair avoiding the scissors as the... Yeah, like, like it was worth it for the joke of like them jumping and trying to cut her hair and her, she's trying to dodge it. That's That was fine. But it was just mm. a moment of... But I can see where her hairline ends and it's nowhere near the top. <laughs> Another, just a bit I'm sure you cringed at was when the Superintendent Chalmers walks in and says, oh, this principal's no good. The next principal I get's going to be a winner. I'm like, fuck off. I thought we were done with this shit. <laughs> How old is Chalmers uh, at this point as well? Because he's like balding in this scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, old. it's this stupid fucking uh, uh, cadence joke that that's all he is now. And it's uh, it's annoying. Yeah. Um. There's a mixed, I feel mixed about this, where Homer's like, 
oh, you know, it's just something you do, like the lame joke you tell to waiters when you're a dad, and it then cuts to him telling this. So it's very tell then show. It's a family guy. It's a cutaway gag. Yeah. yeah, the legit um, cutaway gag. Get get your Family Guy gag out of my Simpsons. Yeah, it was enough to say, oh, you know, it's something you just develop, like the lame joke you say at restaurants every time. It's like okay, but then was... to do the lame joke is yeah, was lame, lame, lame is lame. Who would have thought? Hey, it's uh, they put all the embarrassing things into Helen Lovejoy's cart, and she lifts them out onto the conveyor belt and doesn't notice what any of them are. Oh yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> like surely the checkout girl should be taking the stuff from the cart and swiping it there rather than it's all on there. Uh, that said, I did like barely helpful herpes cream. Mm. <laughs> I had one I liked there. Ah, uh, gassy granny un- underpants. Yeah, I could go with some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, couldn't we all? And last note was when she's in therapy. It's like, well, we can have your breakthrough over 20 costly years or you can have your breakthrough right now. Um, (laughs) Depends on your insurance. I didn't need. Yeah. I mean, it was enough to say depends on your insurance. It didn't need. It just depends on your insurance and your insurance is lousy. It's like, yeah, no, I got that from context. Thank you very much. (laughs) So that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that joke is pretty good, but it felt like it was in this big mess of like therapist doesn't care jokes that, yeah, became so tedious. Yeah, because we don't have time mm. to do anything else. So Yeah, I only have a couple of other notes. I, I didn't mind when comic book guys offering snacks, you can either have a mint or a near mint. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What's in that near mint? <laughs> and God, is that all my notes? Yeah, that's about it. Alright, it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just yeah. You give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, I'm going to fall on a participant for this one. Honestly, this chat kind of brought me up on it because there is a lot of individual moments that I like from this one. Mm. But I can't ignore how I felt while watching the episode, which was, yeah, I was just mostly bored by this and disappointed that they didn't live up to the the promise of the pitch, as it were. Uh, BT, what do you reckon? I'm very much the same way. I'm going to go with a participant. I was, when we got to, you know, would I watch it again? I'm like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I would definitely laundry playlist. But then I thought about all the things we want to change and how they make it significantly better. Yeah. And it really didn't take us long to get there. So all if I watch it again, all I'm going to be thinking is, yep, you could have improved this mm. and you could have improved that and that bit. <laughs> Look, there's some fun to be had in this one. It just doesn't come together properly for me to really... You know, if someone wanted to argue a bronze, I could understand that, but I'm going to sit with a participant. It's a strong participant, but yeah. And Jack, please finish it off. I almost want to go bronze just to bring up the average because I think this, to me, it feels like a shiny participant. Um, mm. But I'm going to, st- I'm just going to say participant because uh, pretty much for all the reasons uh, you guys just laid out, the story is there, the premise is there, it's just nothing else is, and it's certainly not a bottom of the barrel failure. No. Um, there's no, there's not a lot of cringy like, oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah, I think participant. This is an easy participant for me. Absolutely. All right, unanimous participant for Marge the Mini. Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry. I, I, I did the math right before we started recording. I realized you guys had to get up pretty early in the morning for me. I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's Yeah, we've done worse. <laughs> yeah, the early hour of 9 a.m. <laughs> no, I think we're, we're all right. So, yeah, where can people find you on the uh worldwide internet as we call it uh yeah yeah you can also find me on the dark web um, <laughs> but uh 
No, you can find me. Uh, my my handle is Jackie No Breaks. That's where you'll find all my my social media. Oh, I'm getting a, uh, dogs are attacking. Awesome. So yeah, Jackie No <laughs> Jackie No Breaks is uh, is where you can find me on Twitter, mostly Instagram, Twitch. Our podcast, worst episode ever. We just did five episodes earlier this year, doing our little season thirty three a thon. But we will mm-hmm. be back sometime in May with another batch of uh, more randomly assorted episodes, doing our, our thing. Uh, and you can find all that at wepodcast.com, W-E-E podcast.com. And you can find all our episodes, worst episode ever. Uh, we're, we are way behind you guys, even though we started way earlier. You can also find uh, about 80 episodes of 90s Percentile, a podcast that has v- been on hiatus for many, many years, but is, is dormant, not extinct. It will come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that, again, is at wepodcast.com. Oh, wonderful. And... You said you're starting back up in May. Any Mayo Ween episodes, possibly? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, we're, we're certainly going to aim. It's been it's crazy. It's been like five six years since we've done a Mayo Ween. So, wow. yeah. Wow. I pushed Dan for us to do it. The, the problem is once we commit to that, we're going to have to make sure we start, we we release in May, and we mm. never we've never met a deadline we haven't blown by several months. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> I wouldn't know that feeling. BT, what are we up to? <laughs> uh, well, you can go to patreon.com slash chatbt where you can find <laughs> nothing because that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but if you go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios, you can find everything we do here, uh, Elliot and I. This also includes over a hundred exclusive podcasts for as little as $5 a month, which is like nothing in today's economy. It's, it's amazing value. Look at it all. Petrol is way more expensive. Stay home and listen to all the podcasts such as, you know, except when he's not, our show where we catch me up on all the episodes I was not here for, and our newest show starring Springfield, where we just talk about movies that you have recommended, starring the cast of the Springfield, good lord, starring the cast of the Simpsons as you've never seen them before, usually live in person. (laughs) This is the price of doing a podcast early in the morning for us. (laughs) This is the price of me throwing the script off by throwing a joke about ChatBT, and uh, now I can't remember the script. (laughs) ChatBT isn't loading properly yet. Uh, But yeah, yeah, we try to give you a lot of value for yeah your five dollars a month we really appreciate everybody mm. that yeah donates to our patreon and yeah we try to make it worth your while by giving you a bonus podcast every week and yeah one of the patreon perks is yeah recommending movies for us to review on starring springfield where we mm. review movies that star the cast of the simpsons uh jack do you have any favorite movies that star the simpsons uh well it's not a movie uh i was gonna suggest you guys watch the entire run of friday night lights i I, a soft spot for me is space jam with dan castellanetta he's he's not he's not what's he in space jam uh he is sits next to patricia heaton the the wife from everybody loves raymond in the in the stands when the monsters sneak into the game and they're all in a trench coat and uh, oh, right. to steal the powers, yeah, uh-huh. and like she's like, oh, what, what's going on next to me? This this trench coat guy is weird, and he's like, honey, I'm trying to watch the game. Oh, that <laughs> that's downcast. <laughs> wow, that counts. <laughs> yeah, despite the title, it doesn't have to be a starring role. No, no that's it. No. <laughs> But yeah, we've reviewed a lot of movie star in the cast of The Simpsons so far. No one suggested Space Jam yet, so mm. that's up for there grabs. But yeah, we, we've reviewed Super Mario 93, where Dan mm. Cast is in the opening narration, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all that at patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. And also, yeah, just another quick little thing I should mention that I'm up to is that mm. every Thursday night at 7pm Sydney, Australia time, I am playing a tabletop role-playing game on Twitch. So it's at twitch.tv slash dreaded GM. I'll put 
links to all this in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every Thursday night, I'm playing a Call of Cthulhu game where I'm playing a scraggly driver named Irving Schroeder. And yeah, we're solving a little Cthulhu mystery set in the 1920s. It's a lot of fun and yeah. Yeah, you get to see Elliot wearing a top hat. I do. I get I, on that. I shit. even have the top hat right here. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. just for Jack. But everyone else needs to go check the stream. <laughs> it looks fancy and everything, but you might see a little Assassin's Creed logo there. This was uh, cheap merch with, I believe, it was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Now I know what to do if I have insomnia. Uh, have something to watch at two in the morning on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that about covers it. Um, once again, Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. Th- thank you so much for having me. I, uh, I, I really missed it. Uh, BT, thank you for being programmed as always. Beep. <laughs> and I'm your host, <laughs> Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres. And Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Yep, I got my records going and then waveforms are a-waving. Yep, I'm recording now too. Actually, that reminds me, let me... Siri, turn on Do Not Disturb... Oh, my custom Star Trek message sounds popping up. You guys wouldn't hear it, but it would distract the hell out of me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know Star Trek enough to make jokes. Uh, is it saying, beat me up, Jack? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just those little sound effects, which is funny because they brought mm-hmm. them back with the new Paramount shows. So now every time I'm watching one of the Paramount shows, I, I keep knee-jerk like looking at my phone. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's texting me. Uh, so it's got like the classic uh, tricorder and stuff like that sounds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. The boop, boop. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> if I run out of things to say though, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys need to fill, you know, 10, yeah. 15 minutes, feel free to run <laughs> it, my introduction backwards at the end yes, of the show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angelus loss. I don't know. Doing things backwards—that's a bit hacky. As if you'd ever do that. <laughs> nah, there is no any fizzy. It was not no caps. It was not at all. Salt, so we're not, we're not, oh, we're not, 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 we're